welcome to the second episode of Beyond the Baselines. I'm Brianna Cooper. And I'm Leanne Strollo. So today we're going to talk about drugs in yes. rock and roll, which is plenty of stories, and drugs which, in sports. Fun fact, uh, early title for the podcast was going to be sports, drugs, and rock and roll, and we just thought that we would talk about drugs too much, so we decided to condense it down into one episode. Like, this will be the only like, episode. Yeah, they'll probably be like a drugs two, three, and four, but like, yeah. this is the first one for right now. So. Drugs part 16. <laughs> so, okay, so we talked last episode <clears throat> briefly because I had a question about like AIDS and baseball in terms of steroid use. Yes. Um, so this one is pretty heavily baseball, right? Because you're talking about steroids. Yes. Yes, I would think so. Uh, it's definitely the most prominent. Um, sport i think when you think of like athletes that are doing drugs like especially just for like ped use like performance enhancing drugs you're thinking of baseball just because it's the the main one that it's gonna affect um like not to say that baseball doesn't require skill but there's a lot of skills that in a lot of other sports that a drug isn't gonna help you (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you can take as many drugs as you want playing football if you can't like run around correctly sorry yeah (laughs) you know um, but, I mean, so much of baseball is just power hitting, and that's the key to, you know, being a really good hitter, especially now, um, that that's, like, the main the main use for it. And not only that, I have another story that just so happens to be baseball involved, too, mm. that uh, were, or was about not performance-enhancing drugs, a completely different drug that I'm sure musicians are probably more prominently known for using. I think I know the story, because you told me yeah, about it. Yeah, because I told you about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try, try to keep the illusion here yeah. but, you know the suspense but thanks yeah well like it's weird to do an introduction about drugs and rock and roll because it's sort of like it introduces duh. Itself, yeah right? so yeah if you have rock and roll of course you have drugs um but i was thinking about it when i was researching and the first thing that i thought of when i was thinking about this topic was pink floyd because mm-hmm. so many of their songs were written when they were under the influence Yes. I mean, I, I can't, like, prove that, but I would... It's just kind of, yes. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, Sid Barrett, who I think was probably my favorite frontman. I mean, I know David Gilmore had, like, far more years with yeah. Pink Floyd, but um, Sid Barrett, I think, defined what Pink Floyd was and what it was going to be. Um, and I actually didn't know, because I got into Pink Floyd later. They weren't one of the first bands that I really got into when I was young. Mm-hmm. I thought that Sid Barrett died, like, in the 70s. He didn't die until the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But the amount of LSD that he was doing just, like, fried yeah. his brain. So, I mean, he was essentially dead. I mean, he wasn't. But, I mean, it just took away his quality of life to a certain extent. And that's why I always hate on Tumblr, which is my fault for going on Tumblr. But you'll see, like... Past the age of... Yeah, 15. yeah, but you'll see people with, like, their Dark Side of the Moon album with, like, their LSD, like, chilling by it, and they're like, time to spin this, and it's like, that literally destroyed Sid Barrett's life. I mean, I think there's a, uh, it's like that with a lot of musicians, like, the balance of, so, I mean, like, I, I, when we were talking about this episode all together, though he's not really rock and roll, I was thinking about Mac Miller just because I was a huge fan of him, and, like, so many of his songs are on the basis of, yeah, I was doing these drugs and it's really cool and fun and I'm having a good time. And then, you know, he overdoses and dies. And it's like, you kind of, as a fan, feel very weird of like, do I still listen to that? Do I still like, like it and relate to it and be like, yeah, this is so cool. 
when you know that it literally destroyed this person's life. And I think yeah. it's just kind of finding a balance. Well, it's like middle. when Amy Winehouse died, that was what, 2011? So I was a little bit younger. I wasn't like a huge Amy Winehouse was fan. It I feel like it was before that, but you, you're probably right. And I can fact check later. If not, if not, we'll we'll correct <laughs> it in the information. Like, no, it's this year. <laughs> um, right. Um, but like you know, people were leaving bottles of alcohol and like yeah. pot outside of like, her house. It's like that killed her. Yeah. <laughs> like, but at the same time, it's like that's the artistry that we appreciated. It was like I relate to <laughs> your alcoholism. No, not just that, but it's like you know I relate to what you're saying about you know you have problems with these things and you yeah. this is how you choose to express yourself. So it's like. Yeah, it's but I mean, you wouldn't, take that leave, away, you, you know? wouldn't leave a gun at Strawberry Fields. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes, the same concept. Yeah. I get that, but I think, I don't think that it's the same concept because... Well, okay, that's fair. Given <laughs> everything that's happening, months. that's, yeah, not the same Killing concept. You and, you know, you know what I mean, yeah. It's just, I think, like I said, it, it's hard to to find a balance sometimes of, like, how do you still enjoy these things even though you knew it was the ultimate demise of the, of the band or the artist? Yeah, and in terms of... Music too. It's difficult sometimes to uh, not glorify oh, drug yeah. use because I was one of my favorite bands is Led Zeppelin, <clears throat> and Jimmy Page was strung out throughout the majority of the life of the band, right? Um, and wrote some of the best guitar mm-hmm. riffs or reappropriated some of the best guitar riffs uh, in rock and roll history. And so it's like, how do you celebrate this band while also like not mentioning the fact mm-hmm. that he was pretty high Jimmy out of his mind too. Jimi hendrix i mean the list goes on like, and so on. many people would be like best guitarist ever and he what does he only get there if he's high you know what i mean do you even tap because he was like a believer of that too like no you have to tap into this part of you that you're only going to find if you're doing yeah this, that, and you know some of I mean? it too so it's like i mean they're glorifying it yeah well to a certain extent that was the 60s right i mean this yeah. idea of like you, that's how you expand your consciousness. That was George Harrison saying that's why mm-hmm. he took acid, at least yeah. in the beginning. That's how you find God and find spirituality. So it's like, how do you say that to your fans and not be like, well, let's go get some acid? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Which, like, please never, ever do acid. Like, there are far too many horrors. Don't do drugs, actually. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me clarify. <laughs> don't do drugs. They're bad for you. True. They're very Stay bad. in school, kids. <laughs> I'm trying. It's very all, hard. All <laughs> of the children that are listening. Yeah. Um, find a more kid-friendly find a podcast. Better podcast to listen to, honestly. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, is there like a, you work at, with children. Is there like a Paw Patrol podcast? Work, no, but we're getting a Paw Patrol gallery at my job. Okay, side, side note, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> wow. Yes. Get um, friends your own age. They're not my friends. They're my people that I work with. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're sidetracking. That is another podcast. Um, but yeah, so you're talking about LSD, acid, and that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so in, intertwined with the story of rock and roll and how it formed. And it expands throughout genre. I mean, rap music mm-hmm. talks a lot about drugs. Mm-hmm. Country music is alcoholism. more more alcoholism. I mean, yeah. it's a I mean, Willie Nelson. A lot of, I think a lot of, as a newfound uh, city person that occasionally likes country now, um, I feel like a lot of it, they talk about smoking weed all the time. And yeah. it's like very low key and you're kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're doing this? <laughs> and they'll be like, here we go to church this on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, this really doesn't fit into a gospel album. Yeah, like, I don't- <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm like, it's, yeah, whatever. That's not a sacrament. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, I was going to say the whole uh, LSD acid thing is something that I, obviously, like you're saying, fits into the whole rock and roll aspect of things and people don't really associate it with sports because that's be kind of hard to do. However, there was a pitcher in the 70s. Actually, it was uh, 1970 who pitched a no-hitter while on acid. And, uh, yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> well, so I was reading about it, and I believe there's, like, 30 for 30 on it, for those of you that know what that is. ESPN does, like, documentary, like, a documentary series. Um, and there was, a, like, one episode, it's, like, one of my dad's favorite stories to tell, so he always, like, taught me about it when I was younger. Um, and... It's, it's telling of your father that that's his <laughs> well, favorite he, he just, sports no, story. He's, he's very, well, it's not his favorite, but he's very, like, marveled by it, kind of, because it's this is something that he lived to, like, he was seven when it happened, so I'm sure mm -hmm. he, like, knew what was, like, probably not to the extent of, like, oh, he was on acid and whatever, clearly, but, like, you know, clearly heard the story, knew what was going on, and um, just to be able to, like, fathom, like, it's hard enough to pitch a no-hitter, anyway, in a complete game no-hitter, I mean, this was, they did, like... Way, way back in the day, everybody pitched a complete game all the time. Like, we didn't have closers and relievers and stuff like that. But um, back then, people, there still were. But, yeah, he pitched a complete game. I mean, it's hard enough to even imagine, like, walking, <laughs> you know, yeah. on acid. And this guy, you know, pitched a perfect game. And uh, not a perfect game, a, a complete game no-hitter. Um, that would be, that'd be another story. Um, but, yeah, it was in... 1970 was 2-0. Uh, his name was Doc Ellis, and he pitched for the Pirates. Um, and he basically said that after the fact, um, which I found when I was doing some research for this, was that he has a quote saying, I pitched every game in the major leagues under the influence of drugs. <laughs> and he played for 12 years. Wow. So, <laughs> like... I'm assuming this man is no longer with us. He died in 2008. Okay. So he surpassed his... Yeah. I'm sure the bulk of his drug use and still survive um, all of that, which is incredible. I do think also, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure there's like a Netflix documentary on this too, because that's, my dad always brings that up too. Specifically and, on him on or him, on yeah. drug? Okay. Um, just because it, the whole, it's both like the story of the game and, and everything like that, um, because apparently I was, I was reading about it, and there are people that speculate that it's not true and stuff, but anybody that ever knew him or met him was like, no, it's probably true. Because <laughs> um, apparently... This was at a time where just everybody, at least on his team, probably in baseball, were just partying, doing drugs. Yeah. Not as much as he was, I think, and not like, it wasn't like acid every day, but like people were drinking. Yeah, they had to the switch time, things partying. up. Like, you know, you can't just do the same thing. Well, no, I'm just every saying, day. I'm not sure that anybody, like, it, it's not normal to be able to sustain a baseball career, <laughs> like, with a, a, a LSD habit, you know? So I guess um, that leads me to a question, too. Like, I know there are people who justify, uh, typically not acid, but like steroid use in, mm -hmm. in the MLB is saying, you know, I pay money to get these tickets. I want to see a good game. That just depends on what kind of fan you're talking to, in my opinion, because I, um, I mean, I don't know how to like rate a fan of baseball, but I've, you know, it's my favorite sport. I've been a fan my entire life. Like I'd like to think I know a lot about it. I played softball for a long time. When you really understand baseball and you really enjoy it, I think you'd much rather go see a pitching matchup that's really good and, and not just a game where people hit 10 homers. 
Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, it's always fun when you go, like, we went to a game, actually, a couple months ago, and I'm a huge Yankees fan, and uh, Stanton hit a grand slam, and, like, yeah, that's awesome to watch, you know? Like, yeah. Super glad it was, I was actually there for really that. cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not yeah. a Yankees fan, but it was pretty. <laughs> but like, it's pretty. Cool. But it was pretty against cool. the White Sox. Yeah. So as a Cubs fan, like, You're go like, Stanton. Just yeah. Dig the the White Sox in a little deeper. They're not yeah. bad enough, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's really cool to watch. But I like I said, I'd much rather go and watch my pitcher, you know, pitch a complete game or or just pitch really well, pitch a no hitter, um, or even just uh, shut out. Yeah. Um, or with, like with really Joe Madden as our as our manager, like I can't even imagine a, a one of our pitchers doing a complete game. <laughs> like, they do three innings and they're like, "Okay, you gotta go." <laughs> like, um, you walked a guy, so yeah, that's the beauty of managerial baseball. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know anybody that justifies steroid use because the game will be more entertaining. In air quotes. Yeah. That's um, only true. I don't think. I feel like that's only true go if watch both football. teams are on steroids. You know what I mean? Well, not even that. It's just, I just don't see how anybody could justify, like, oh, you're altering, you know, you're using a substance to alter the play of the game. I mean, it's the same thing I feel about there's a whole rumor about, like, the ball being juiced right now and stuff like that. And I don't like that. Like, anything that alters the fundamentals of the game, I personally have an issue with. Because um, in that regard, I'm very much like an old school baseball fan where I'm like, I don't want you to change the strike zone size or change the distance to the mound or two strikes and whatever else or anything that like right now they're going through a big thing of like, how do we shorten the game? It's like, I don't want you to shorten the game. <laughs> I sat down to watch three hours of baseball. Like, give me my three hours of baseball. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. So I don't know. I think that's anybody that justifies that isn't really a, a true fan Mm-hmm. I hate like sounding like that. Like you're not a real fan, but it's like you're not in this for you know. You just want the excitement and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and it's so weird because I, I was trying to think of what I was going to contribute after this, and like <laughs> music is so different because I mean honestly, maybe not now because when I go see bands, you know that like my favorite bands are all in like their mid sixties to seventies, mm-hmm. right? So like no one's really on drugs that aren't prescription. Um, but so <laughs> my arthritis, but, yeah, but I feel like, you know, like back in the seventies, I feel like it would be expected. If you go to see Led Zeppelin, it would be weird if Jimmy Page wasn't high, but at the same time, when you watch concert footage, you can't really tell. We're just I not mean, even, it's like you just said a couple minutes ago too, that like, they kind of thought of it as, you know, you need drugs to tap into this part of you. Yeah. That's, and of it course, could be the same I, thing could be said for baseball like yeah you're gonna be better if yeah. you're doing steroids, of course honestly though if you saw Led Zeppelin in the that. 70s you too were also probably on something so I mean More maybe that too. enhanced it but um did straight edge not exist in the, <laughs> <laughs> the they were the anti-hippies yeah <laughs> oh that's what they were called first yeah. yeah um but I was thinking about it though I saw Tom Petty um in May when he came to Indianapolis um oh. on his last tour uh 2016 yeah, I was gonna say not. This so year. yeah, so just a few, um, just a few months before he died, he died in October, um, and I was actually with you the day that he died. Yes, it was, it was. Tom Petty's like her favorite. I've said I've ever, said like eight people very... are my favorite, but yeah, Tom Petty. I mean, I'm from Indiana, so Mary Jane's Last Dance, like a hundred percent, should be our state anthem. But anyways, I digress. Um, but I remember um, watching him on stage and. I thought he was stoned because I know a little bit about Tom Petty and, 
you know, he had songs talking about pot and like his uh, infatuation with it. So I figured he was just stoned. And so when it came out um, in January, um, so he died in October and then in January, his family released a statement saying that he died of an accidental overdose from his painkillers because he was on fentanyl. Um, and the day that he died, he, he was actually torn with a fractured hip, which I never would have guessed because he was trying to dance as <laughs> much as an old white man can dance. Um, but the day that he died, apparently he, it turned into a full break. And so he just sort of upped his dosage and, um, yeah, yeah so that, uh, he overdosed and, uh, that got me thinking, and this isn't quite related to sports or music, but since we were connecting this to that, <laughs> how we talk about drug addiction, specifically in the wake of the opioid yeah. epidemic, That's because <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like, I mean, and this goes without saying anyone who has a mental illness mm -hmm. would relate, but like physical illness is treated yeah. so much more. Well, not only that, with, with I, so much more empathy. Than I mental. spend way too much time on Twitter. And so I kind of dive into all those holes and threads of like, I'm reading people's comments that I shouldn't be wasting my time on, but I just love, <laughs> you know, scrolling through all of it. And it's just so interesting that when anybody dies of, you know, or like, like a lot, like I said, I was a huge Mac Miller fan. So I'm, you know, always looking that stuff up and there was a huge like comparison, you know, everybody's like, you know, rest in peace. He was such a good artist, blah, 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 you know, really feeling for him, even though we knew he overdosed. Meanwhile, you know, or like not, you know, we need to care about the, or check on the people we care about and make sure that we're keeping up on people, you know, this is a problem. We need to help people, blah, blah, blah. And then people would be like, hey, you know, Demi Lovato overdosed a couple months ago, but survived. And you guys are all trashing her for being a drug addict. And it's yeah. like, clearly there's a disconnect and, and, you know, and that goes along too with the whole idea of like, people don't care about people until they're gone. Yeah. But, and like, not to pull the card, but women. Yeah. Like, that, you know, too, because, because with like, Mac Miller, people were blaming Ariana Grande. That too. The, the And it's like, you know, and, and she, both of them came out and said, like I said, I care way too much about like, Mac Miller and his life, but like both of them came out and said, like, it's bad for both of us to be together. Like we're separating because we're going to be better people because of it. Not to mention it's not her responsibility to care for a grown man and his drug addiction. Like you can only do so much before it starts impacting your own life. Yeah. And you have to take a step back. And, and yeah, the initial reaction was, let's blame the woman in his life. And it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially after she survived she a terrorist attack so at her concert. Oh, my goodness. Not only that, she's, like, a the probably the most famous, like, pop star right now. Like, she really has other things <laughs> to be doing than, you know? It's not funny, but, like, it kind of is. It's just, like, you think she's just sitting around, like, <laughs> like, uh... Like purposely ignoring him, like yeah, no, she's doing things with her life. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess the, um, the other thing, like I said before, we kind of like went backwards with it, but the relating, you know, drugs to sports is very much intertwined with uh, performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that. And also, too, I mean, I guess like the whole idea of doping in the Olympics is a huge. Thing that the Russians are super into, as if anyone's shocked. Um, <laughs> the Russians are into cheating? <laughs> it's crazy. What? I know. It's not like um, we're having a whole investigation about that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, to be fair, like, doping was a big investigation in its own right. And they, the Russians in the last Olympics earlier this year yeah. uh, weren't even allowed to compete technically as Russians. They had to be, like, they had to use, like, neutral flags and they were, like, a... I don't know what they, they called them. What's it was like the, the point of going the, to the Olympics? 
if you can't re- I mean, other I mean, than see, to the say... Thing is, like, I mean, I do feel bad for, like, the athletes that were there that have never done these things, and, you know, they're suffering for what people 20-plus years ago did. Yeah. Well, but... correct me if I'm wrong, it was, like, government... I don't want to say government-funded, but it was encouraged, right, by the... What do you mean? Their drug oh, like use. Drug use. To, yeah. Um, I don't really... Probably. I mean, they... Especially, I mean, this was happening 80s, 90s... Probably 70s. Probably, I mean, probably all of the times. But, you know, the the big bulk of it was, like, 20-plus years ago. And, like, that's right in the the time of we need to be better than the Americans. Yeah. You know, um, which you saw with, like, my favorite. I'll probably talk about it in every podcast episode of, like, Miracle, Miracle Game. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the whole space race coming up after that. Everything that we did was just, we need to be better. So I'm sure that it was government encouraged. Yeah. Um, But... Even beyond that, I definitely know a lot more about baseball. And, and like I did say before, I'm a huge Yankees fan. So A-Rod was fun. Um, A-Roid. <laughs> um, and that whole thing. But there's an even better story that I actually get to talk about at my job uh, when I teach my baseball program about Hank Aaron. Who Hank Aaron himself obviously was not a, a steroid user. Um, I mean, I guess to our knowledge. <laughs> he could have yeah. just been getting away with it. He did a good job, um, but no, I, I think he he was uh, very genuinely probably my favorite like hitter of all time, um, and he broke Babe Ruth's home run record in the early seventies, um, which my dad will bitterly be like, yeah, well, he had a way longer career than Babe Ruth, <laughs> but um, he still, you know, his longevity survived. I'm sure if Babe Ruth took more care of himself, he would have played for longer too. But <laughs> was that um, shade? To Babe Ruth. Ruth. Yes, it was. <laughs> I was like, he would like, he would like, he'd like go out partying and then show up at the game the next day and hit two home runs. Like, anyway. Um, Please don't dive into our personal lives because that, yeah. like, he'll be like, really, Leanne? Like, I follow you on Snapchat, okay? Wow. Okay, <laughs> if you follow me on Snapchat, all you saw last night, someone tried to call me out and I was like, I went to go get a free t-shirt from a bar and I made fun of some Steelers fans. That was my night. Low-hanging fruit, making fun of Steelers fans. But anyways, we just lost our entire Steelers audience. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what audience? Um, they really, I had them going with the Mac Miller. They were like, yeah, Pittsburgh represent. And now they're like, nah. <laughs> Screw you guys. Um... But, no, yeah, so Babe Ruth obviously hit the most home runs ever. Hank Aaron went and broke his record. Um, it was a big deal. And then we've got this awesome guy, Barry Bonds, who came in um, in the early 2000s and then broke his home run record again. However, he was on steroids. And so I personally think that it just doesn't count. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe he could have been that good, but we'll never know because he was a raging roid user, you know. Um, which I just don't like. I think it just, like I said before, like d- just diminishes the whole sanctity of the game. And it's like, it's not fun, you know. Um, but the one cool thing that I really like that kind of ended up being like a final word and like a slap in the face was that um, the person, uh, some like millionaire guy bought like the ball um, that mm-hmm. he hit that broke the home run or the, yeah, the home run record. Um, and he had like an asterisk carved into it. And so that's how it sits in the baseball hall of fame because like an asterisk usually represents right uh more information well no like, no no, not not that it's like if you're on the like the list if you like look up the list of records mm-hmm. if you have that next to your name it means like there's something it's not like legitimate or there's something up yeah. with that or whatever so i like the fact that you know i think that's really cool 
Um, because it'd be a whole other topic, but my opinion on people who may or may not have been left out of the Baseball Hall of Fame, um, that I think it's really important to kind of keep history in place that, you know, 300 years from now we might look back and there'll be people like, who's Barry Bonds? We don't know about the steroids, but we know that he's the guy with the most home runs, but, like, it's good that we have a a way to keep it in place of, like, no, you're going to (laughs) know that he cheated, you know? And I just hate the fact that, you know, the guy that's got this record only got it because he cheated. Like, just be a better person. <laughs> yeah, it's the way of the world, though, unfortunately. Yeah. It's I mean, that's how you get ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, sports, I think, is supposed to be one place that, you know, your your skill level and, and your effort and, you know, how hard you work and how good you are at something should be legitimate and where you excel and that's what should shine through and like yeah. I hate to sound like an old person no like and I was person, thinking, but it's just like you know why can't I have this one nice thing without you coming in and ruining it? it's similar to music in the regard that like you know yeah you can make a really awesome drum beat on your computer oh, yeah but when I could just listen to John Bonham actually playing like that's better to me than you like yeah see I'm kind computer. of an EDM fan so I can respect like, it de- like, it's like I would say, like, it, it definitely takes talent. Yeah. Musical talent? I don't know. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, fair. You know, it yeah. is a talent. Because that's, yeah, like, my dad always, he doesn't, he's, he hates rap. And, you know, he's like, it's not music. And I'm like, eh, it's talent. Like, and he's like, no, I'll admit they're talented. I just don't think that it's musical talent, which I disagree with. But Yeah, I do too. Like, you know. I mean, it's to a beat. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, oh, he's he, he'll get really petty and make me, like, look up, like, the definition of music. And I melody. mean, at the very least, like, the rappers themselves are musically talented yeah. because they're rapping yeah, to like the beat. Yeah, like, like, with EDM if you music make and, like, dance music and stuff, I can agree with that. That it's, like, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, musical talent that you have, but it's definitely something. Um, and clearly, like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you can make money off of it... That's all that matters yeah, anymore, do, right? Do what you want. If the well, Kardashians we having, can make money off their show, you can do anything. We were having this conversation. I don't know if I don't know if it was with you actually, but I was talking to somebody about Ninja, the like esports guy. Alright, that was not with and, me. And okay, well, he like is the number one like streamer or whatever. And like esports, I'm I feel old, but like it's completely missed on me. I don't get it. <laughs> and he, you know, but he's making like millions of dollars doing it. And I'm like, is it a sport? No, but, like, props to you for taking something and making money off of it, you know? Yeah. In this economy. Yeah, like, I'm not, you and, and like I said, I'm not going to diminish the fact that it is a talent. Like, is it a sports talent? The bigger question, no. <laughs> I know I just mentioned the Kardashians, but it goes back to, like, if you have an audience for it, it's not your fault. Yeah, that, you know what, what I mean? I, I always say that about the Kardashians when people trash them. I'm like, you know, say what you will about them, but, like, people watch, how, I don't know, it's been, like, 11 seasons, I think. Like, I people know. have watched 11 seasons of the show. If people weren't watching it, they wouldn't get renewed. Like, they, yeah. you know what I mean? But the same thing about Jersey Shore, which I'm a huge fan of Jersey Shore, but everyone will be like, it's such trash. And I'm like, people watched it enough that we've had the eight seasons of I it. I love when people tell me what I like is trash, because it's like, yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm very aware. A lot of the music I listen to, yeah, it's, like... it's just like, I don't care, like... And I mean, I'm a very big believer in just like, I don't care what other people are doing or caring about as long as you're not hurting anybody. Like, who cares if I watch trash TV? Like, just let me be happy with my trash TV. <laughs> like, you know, it's not affecting you. Like, you don't have to watch it. So sports and rock and roll. Yes. Um. <laughs> I don't know. You have any any other good drug stories from the... Back in the old days that we weren't alive. I don't want to say, like, it's a good drug story, because I don't think there are very many good drug stories. 
But one of the most fascinating to me is David Bowie in the 70s. So Just, just living. Just, yeah. <laughs> just David Bowie in the 70s, period. <laughs> yeah, interesting dude. Um, so, according to David Bowie, um, he actually did cocaine before he ever smoked pot. So, like... <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, like, he started with cocaine, but supposedly... <laughs> Um, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin introduced him to marijuana. So, marijuana is not a gateway drug, is what you're telling me. Yeah, it's cocaine <laughs> all the way. Which, like, like if you start with cocaine, like, you should never do any drugs. Yeah, especially like cocaine. On but, like, already. if you, yeah, if you start with cocaine, that's, again, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> um, but, um, so, in the 70s, though, he was so... Uh, I I don't want to say strung out because that's like heroin, right? But I mean, he was on cocaine I think frequently. He could be out on okay, he was strung out on cocaine like all the time. Um, he was terrified of Jimmy Page supposedly because Jimmy Page was very into the occult and owned a couple houses that were previously owned by um. Oh, his name escapes me right now. You know what I'm talking about the he started the Church of Satan. Um. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, my phone's dead, so we'll have to Google that. Well, I guess I guess that was shade towards me to use the phone that's in my hand currently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so he was convinced that like he was going to uh, try to like sell his soul, and like so he would actually just like hole himself up in his house with like copious amounts of cocaine. Yeah, Anton Levey. Yeah. Okay. So he started the Church of Satan. When you originally Google just FYI, um, Church of Satan, the first thing that comes up is membership card. <laughs> so, good. in case you were wondering how you sign yeah. up, just Google. Yeah. They're like, uh, Leanne, that's just your Google search history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been tracking what you've been searching. Yeah. They're like, it's time. Go ahead. Um, but no, so he would just like hold himself up in his house with a lot of cocaine and uh, like kind of rant about Jimmy Page and like supposedly he would like bottle his urine like he was just he was he was going through okay. some things but then he listened to his music and like but it's so good though yeah it's just one of those things where it's like you it, they're terrible sad stories where i mean their lives were so diminished from this substance mm-hmm. abuse but their music was so good yeah. and it's so hard as a fan I think that's to gonna like, be the general consensus here among among both things is just like they liked the drugs at the time, and now it's just sad. Yeah. Because the same thing with sports is like, okay, you did this and you thought you got better, but in reality now it's just a sad fact with an asterisk next to it. Ooh, that's poetic. Yep. That's poetic. Yeah, and it's sort of like as a music... I'm a freelancer, hire me. <laughs> as, a, as a... And this is a different episode, um... But also as a music fan, all of this, the terrible things that they did under the influence of drugs, mm-hmm. it's difficult to, like, work through that. Because a lot of my faves did some yeah. really oh, bad I was gonna say, things. That's definitely another episode that will happen is, like, how do you support some really awful people that happen to be in your favorite band or on your favorite team or yeah. whatever. And then there's a the question of how much do we forgive based yeah. off of, like, what they are under the influence of. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a tough road to to walk down and to mm-hmm. try to grapple with things. But so that'll be an episode. We're just giving you all of our future story yeah. ideas. Like <laughs> someone's gonna do, like take them from us. Exactly. Don't do that, please. Again, screw you guys. <laughs> you we can do this better. <laughs> Probably. 
You remember the name of Anton LaVey, won't you, before you start talking Probably about not. him? <laughs> but they will have written it down in a note previously to yeah, recording. I, we don't really do much. We're just kind of going. Last episode, I had a full notebook. Yeah, and I didn't. And now this time, I had... Well, you're, like, old school and you write on, like, paper. And I just had a note on my notes app full of things. And you came with no notes. So I think we'll, we'll just flip-flop every episode. Like, next yeah. one, you bring the notes. Yeah, I'll be super after, prepared yeah. next time. Which yes. definitely won't be right after we finish this one. <laughs> Yeah, true. So, something to look out for. Um, the next episode will be our Thanksgiving episode. Yes. Where we're going to talk about the NFL game. Thanksgiving football games and football players that may or may not still be in the NFL due to collusion. <laughs> and talking about some uh, things that we're thankful for in terms of sports and rock and roll and the ability to protest through music. Or sports, not to give too much away. Do you what know do you, who it's about? Yeah, who do you think we're going to talk about? Like, re- yeah. okay. Did you pause waiting for someone to answer? Yeah, I, I, I feel so close to you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that does anyway, it for the yeah. second um, episode of Beyond the Baselines. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at... Beyond Baselines with an S. Yes. It's like, well, two S's. There's three S's, actually. There's a lot of S's, but it's B-A-S-S. And then an S at the end of lines. I was like, where's the third S coming into play? Okay. <laughs> or you can follow us personally on Twitter. Me, at Brianna N. Cooper, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And Leanne Strollo, L-E-I-G-H-A-N-N-S-T-R-O-L-O-O, because can't spell either one. <laughs> and that's where we just sort of scream into the void about music and sports and politics and all the yeah. intersections of those things. Yes. I don't really talk much about sports, so. I'm currently trying to um, filter through my 25k plus tweets and delete ones from 2011, so join me. <laughs> so, so I tweet she, a lot. I was just saying, when she says she's always on Twitter, she was literally Last, always or, on Twitter. Actually, it was this morning I had, I tweeted like a seven tweet long thread about Drew Brees, so it's what you're in for, you know? <laughs> Alright, well that does it for episode two. Join us next week for Thanksgiving, and until then... Uh, See ya. See ya. (laughs) I love that.